0: Welcome to the next ADR Chat with me, Asha Sherwood. Today, I've got another Abu Dhabi, I don't know if we'd call you an institution now, because oh. been have <laughs> been here a while. For it's decade. Tamara Clark. She is an author. She's a journalist. She's a tech expert. She's a mother. She's an NBA cheerleader. She's doing it all right now, and she's a got a job. bit of time to come and talk to us. So welcome, Tamara. Thanks for having me. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. You, yeah, so what you saying That was a bit of an introduction for you because you're kind of doing it all.
1: Yeah, wearing a lot of hats right now, and mm. it tells my age too.
0: <laughs> well, we were talking about this. we yes, we're not really spring chickens anymore. No, 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 no.
1: But we're not out the pasture yet. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: very true. Yeah, we've not been put out to pasture. Um, I'm just waiting for that point. I'm <laughs> waiting for our kids to sort of tell us that. Please, please drop me off on the corner. You're too embarrassing, although I'm getting that already. Um, (laughs) So you've got two boys. Two boys. They are a very similar age to my daughter as well. Um, They're at school. One thing I've seen recently that they're doing, and we'll get into all of the things that you do because you do so many things, but we'll start with the most important job, being a mom. Being a mom. (laughs) Um, And your boys are, you know, your boys are doing so many things at school, but they're also um, part of this new NBA world that's coming to us. Yes,
1: yes, which is so 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 good for us as Americans. That's our our sport. Yeah. And when we first came here, there was limited basketball if any, especially for kids. So, um NBA and Abu Dhabi have partnered. They bring the preseason games here, and as part of that, they have the Junior NBA, which is a grassroots basketball program for kids and um, we couldn't be more thrilled so they get the opportunity to learn practice all year they have competitions they get to meet stars yeah they have pictures with NBA players and so um, yeah it's it's been amazing an
0: amazing ride it's completely blown up in Abu Dhabi hasn't it it has I didn't know so many
1: people loved basketball until and I'm so glad so many because if if the games happened last year and people didn't, you know, go, we didn't buy the tickets and, you know, we probably would have missed our opportunity altogether, but because there's so much fanfare, I think it's here to stay.
0: Great. Well, that makes <laughs> me happy because it's, you know, we, I think Abu Dhabi for a long time is known as the F1 yes. capital, yeah. if you like, but we've really kind of grown. You've got your NBA, you've got your cycling, you've got your jujitsu. There's so many different types of sports, let's yeah. say, um, but yeah the basketball is, is a is a wonderful addition yes it is and it's quite a fanfare when you go and watch it as well isn't it, it is it is i'm waiting i'm waiting for like jay-z and beyonce
1: to come and and give us a big halftime or, or something <laughs>
0: i'm ready or if we just we'll sit, see yeah <laughs> just sit in the crowd that'd be good um so so talking about you boys so we i mentioned that you're an author mm-hmm. um so even if people know of you, they may not know necessarily about your book writing. Yep. So tell me a little bit about how you became an author and what the book's about and everything
1: else. Well, the kids were the inspiration for the book, yeah. actually, um, they, my kids, we did give them access to devices rather early. Um, and that's not, we, we weren't an anomaly here. You would be anywhere, in a mall, in a food court, you'd see a kid in a stroller, holding the little uh, spec man case with their iPad. I mean, it helps when you're out and moving around as a family. So um, we gave him the device and I read a report by Norton Symantec that said the average age for a kid in the UAE to get their own device was seven. And it was trending lower. You know, that was the average age. So some get it When they're older, some get it when they're younger. And it hit me that we're handing them these devices at these young ages, but we're really not giving them the tools to be successful on the internet. And so I thought about it and I said, well, this is a really technical subject. It's a tough subject. Um, It can have an element of complication. So how do we broach the subject with our kids? And that's when I thought about doing a picture book. If it's one thing that I did when my kids were little, it was read them a story before bedtime. So having a picture book was meant to be like the conversation starter for parents to teach their kids about internet safety at a young age. So that's how all that came to. And what's
0: what's the book called?
1: It's called The Super Surfer. So it's a take on surfing the internet while surfing, you know, like at the beach. And this little five-year-old boy in the character, he encounters some obstacles as he moves throughout his day. And there are three foundational rules that are presented in the book to help kids navigate a little better online.
0: Brilliant. And is is, is your son the star?
1: He is the star. He's the star of the book. (laughs) And he has leaned into his stardom too. He he does enjoy being the star of the book, (laughs) yes. So when I was working with my illustrator and doing character sketches and things like that, I did use pictures of him as the basis, you know? So yeah, very much inspired by the kids.
0: I love it. It's such a, you know, it's funny because, you know, when I was young, I I never really thought about my child being the inspiration to, you know, so many children are an inspiration to products or services or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think book writing is one of those one of those um, industries, let's say, that will just live on. It's it's not something that's going to fade away. That yeah. book is always going to be available.
1: Always going to be there. And yeah.
0: um, I like that because actually with internet safety, what you put online is around forever. Forever, yes. And yes. that's a really important lesson that we have to teach the kids, whether it's messenger, whether it's yep. social platforms, all of those things. So
1: again, I'm thankful for my age, yeah. okay? <laughs> yes. Because- we did not have social media uh-huh. when we were coming of age so our stuff is not on the internet thankfully correct yes.
0: <laughs> although now it is yeah we really now we're, learned- we're
1: airing it out as adults yeah yeah
0: <laughs> what's worse, to be honest. Um, so, so actually talking about kids on the internet and stuff mm-hmm. you probably just like me just like many parents who are listening now I've had to really, because we didn't grow up with social media, we didn't grow up with the internet. You know, my daughter was shocked the other day that I made my email address when I was at university. Yeah, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. so. I I said that you're like you're a journalist and you some of the things you write about are technology, yeah. or the new tech that's coming out. So to me, like you're to me, you're one of the sort of women in tech. That's for me because you're one of the only people women I know in Abu Dhabi that writes about mm-hmm. technology. So. Sorry, going back to to the book, have you really had to fast forward your your education in in technology? Because we most of us can use Instagram or Facebook, but yes. there's more to that, right? Right. From new Apple products to um, you know, AI to all of those things, and you, have you feel like you've really had to fast forward your education in a, in a sense, not just for your kids but for yourself as well? in the industry that we're in
1: definitely definitely have to keep my hand on the pulse of of what's going on and developments as they happen i have to do it to support writing um and i have to do it to stay ahead of my kid <laughs> um, so so yeah definitely
0: yeah and how how are you doing that
1: like- um i consume a lot of media i contribute to it but i consume a lot and from different regions so we could be at a different place in time in the UAE than maybe the States with respect to certain industries or the UK, you know, or we move further East. So definitely being a consumer of global media helps to keep me up to date.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Actually, we, we are, we are pretty far advanced, Mm -hmm. but there's many places that are much more advanced than that. This AI thing's Freaking me
1: out. Yes. The AI thing is it's yeah. I, and my husband's a teacher. Okay. So AI has shown up in his life in a big way. Mm. <laughs> um, and parents need to be aware of that as well. That, you know, when they say the homework is done, you might need to take it a step farther and say, okay, did you use any tools to do that? <laughs> Was that generated, or did you do that kind of a thing? Because it's showing up in education. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and I part of, the other day I was like gosh that would have been amazing if we had that where well, <laughs> we were yeah I remember sitting there with a red bull at
1: 3am and Just it's powering through yeah. Oh, yeah maybe some cliff notes maybe that's that's about as good as it got
0: for us yeah well this is it somebody else's cliff notes yeah been in the book still in the book <laughs> you're like oh brilliant I'll use that um, <laughs> so I think I think yeah you're, you're completely right about having to be a step ahead of your kids mm-hmm. um but you were talking about us being, you know, maybe a bit behind or, or even ahead of other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously your accent mm-hmm. is from a very large country. <laughs>
1: America. America. I'm American. So yeah.
0: how did you end up in Abu Dhabi?
1: Well, it's funny. It's it it it's the it just kind of happened. Um, I was actually pregnant with my oldest son, and my husband was putting feelers out for a new job it had always been a dream of his to teach abroad so he pops into our home office one day and i'm sitting there you know just doodling and he he's like listen i see jobs posted for this place called abu dhabi we didn't know anything about the uae at that time and he said i'm thinking about applying now again i don't know what it is it could be a hoax but you know if i apply would you be willing to go i said yeah, and kept right on doing what I was doing. I didn't stop, didn't think about it, and he applied. And an agency got back in touch with him. And things became more and more official, and I thought, "Oh, I better research this place. I could end up living there." And yeah, he got a job offer, and he got a potential uh departure date. So we were planning for that. And then Nothing, right? Radio silence. We're we're familiar with how yes. things, the processes can go here. Nothing for months. So he has to move on and find another job. You know, we can't just depend on this coming through and we haven't heard from anyone in a couple of months. So he did, we were living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. He ended up taking a job in Maryland. He had been working that job for two months. And then out of the blue, he gets an email saying, which airport would you like to leave from? So at this point, we're back to thinking, okay, maybe this is a little bit of a hoax, you know, whatever. Just tell him, you know, you want to leave out of Washington, Reagan or whatever. And he did. And the next day they sent him a plane ticket. So we were like, whoa, okay, (laughs) okay. okay, this is happening. And, you know, he picked up and he came. The recommendation at the time was that you leave your spouse and your children at home. Our our son was about four months when that happened. Um, So we stayed behind. We stayed with my mother-in-law, Thurling. And um, (laughs) my husband came here and he worked and he got the house set up and made sure it was something that we wanted to do. And so
0: that's how we ended up here.
1: It was supposed to be for three years and it's been 10, so.
0: And it's yeah. always the way. Yeah. Always the way. Yeah. They, they, they pull you in. They
1: pull you in.
0: I mean, and even when we go
1: home for the summer, like I always miss home. I miss family. I go home. I like eat my way through all the things I've missed and I see everybody. And after about a week, I'm like, okay, okay.
0: I'm ready to go back to the UAE
1: though. <laughs>
0: so. Ready to go home. Home, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, I didn't, it took me a while. I could still say I'm going home if I'm going back to the UK. Mm. But if I'm in the UK, I will say I'm, I'm going, going home. home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I really feel like it's home. It's home, yeah. And it felt like that very early on as well, like maybe a year or two in. I I was very, I'm not, you know, I'm 10, 11 years in almost now and obviously it is home. But after about two years, I was like, yeah, this is it. I think you can get, you get settled, right? There's always this. You do. Like the first year
1: for me was questionable a little bit. The first six months was really hard. Um, we had a baby. Yeah, I, we did all the things they tell you not to do in like one year. They say like, don't switch jobs, don't move house and don't have a baby. And we just like, boom, yeah. piled it on all, all in one year. So, yeah, the first six months was was quite an adjustment. And I must say this at the time, back in 2012, there were black mm-hmm. Americans in the UAE. Mm-hmm. There were few, you know, you'd see around in Abu Dhabi um, most of them that had been hired at teachers were in Alain, not Abu Dhabi proper. So me with this skin and this hair, I was an anomaly everywhere I went. And I felt like people stared at me everywhere I went. So I don't know, there's a, like a pressure or an uncomfortability that comes with that. So, but I, you know, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I made it through that
0: but it's true yeah. actually you're saying that because a lot of I mean a lot of teachers were in LA in general mm-hmm. Where, wherever they were from they were in LA yeah um obviously you had but this I mean in 10 years how many schools have been built Built. Here?
1: yeah and a lot of people have migrated into Correct. Abu Dhabi and we were given that option too at first you know they were like you want to go to LA do mm-hmm. you want to be in Abu Dhabi and we talked and he was like no I, I want my family you know in Abu Dhabi so
0: yeah. And, and the rest is history. The rest is history. As they say. <laughs> I know. So what, okay, so you've been here 10 years. What would what would you say is your Abu Dhabi highlight? Oh my. Oh yeah, sorry. Put you on the spot though.
1: I w- I would have to say my second son, he was born here. Um, giving birth abroad was a process in, in and of itself. It was different, you know, than having done it in the States um his birth certificate is beautiful it looks so much better than everyone else in the family you know he it came in this envelope with the us flag on the front and it's on beautiful paper and it's embossed it, i mean it's he's just has the most beautiful birth certificate ever and ours is just a little yeah. <laughs> little fold up wow um and he has of course he has his uae birth certificate yeah. And so he has a version in English, a version in Arabic. And I think those things are going to be, well, well, the the circumstances around his birth will be special yeah. for him yeah. going forward. Yeah. And for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: yeah I agree. But- so
1: that, that's my highlight. If I had to say a personal, yeah. personal highlight, like just about me. Yeah, just about me, just about you. Would be the reinvention of myself. Um, so when back in the States, I worked in software development. So that's the the tech angle that I have. And I came here, there wasn't a career plan for me, but I didn't want to be completely out of the mix because I knew at some point you'll want to jump back into your career. Um, so I said, well, maybe if I write about technology, that'll give me a way to stay in and stay relevant. So I started a blog, a tech, lifestyle blog and that was my entry point into journalism in this country so I wasn't a journalist back home that happened here so I would say that's my Abu Dhabi highlight
0: and, and yeah. I've got to say this is the place to re- reinvent yourself mm-hmm. right I think some you know I think there's so many opportunities here for people that have just a bit about them you know a yeah. bit, of com- bit common sense bit of um a bit of get up and go exactly and yeah if, I think if you if if you have an idea you can really push yourself and actually in one of the podcasts that that, that you may have heard before we spoke to somebody who um is like a business and strategy cons- cons- consultant consultant mm-hmm. I can't say the word mm-hmm. consultant and she was saying that what happens here is that you know most people just have ideas mm-hmm. but they don't have the the know-how necessarily or the confidence to work out okay let's make a plan of this right um so i think this being in this place and having i think one of the luxuries is having time mm-hmm. right
1: definitely to have yeah.
0: the time to reinvent yourself to come up with a, a product or a service that will benefit the, the emirate or the uae or just your community yeah. as a whole so i do think having that as a highlight is is considerably valuable yeah because you are you have you completely turned your turned it around turned it around yeah Yeah.
1: and because the country is young there's so many emerging markets here so there are opportunities across a lot of different industries to make your mark
0: yeah yeah I agree I agree actually so speaking of that because obviously you're an author Mm -hmm. and you do a lot with like um Literacy events, don't you? Yeah, so Tell us a little bit about what you've done.
1: Well, I have uh, worked with the Emirates Literature Foundation, and I've participated in the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature, which takes place in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Also the Abu Dhabi Book Fair, which takes place in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And this year, for the first time next week, actually, I'll be uh, participating in the Sharjah Children's Reading Festival. And I'll be participating on panels with other authors, and I'll also be doing school readings. So, school readings is a big part of what I do as an author, um, and it's a way to contribute to the literary community, you know, and the, the writing community here, you know, in in the Emirate where where I am. So, um, it's always good to go into schools to engage with the students. Um, and yes, that's, that's I, I promote. Also, I, I have yet to do a digital or Kindle version of my book um, because I also believe wholeheartedly that children should interact with physical literature as much as possible, especially in the early stages of their life before they move on to those other versions. So yeah, so going into school with a physical book and a physical little activity book that they can do um activities in is um it's good yeah it's something I enjoy
0: yeah I I agree with you on that actually mm-hmm. I think having I mean my daughter's got a bookshelf full of books and so mm-hmm. she hasn't really even got time to read yeah a lot of them not because she's on her electronics but because school life's so busy yeah. activities are so busy um mm-hmm. so yeah no I think that's wonderful that's re- and it's a great way to connect with the kids and also to understand what they're into as well because you know you've written one book to one book you wrote i I wrote
1: one One. picture book okay
0: so you may go on to then write your second book yeah i I think you for you to be going into those schools and talking to the kids and reading whatever it is that you're reading whether it's your book or or something else yeah that you really get an idea of what what makes them tick as well exactly yep you got any plans
1: I do I do I do and I've started I have started writing a second book the second book is a bit different um instead of a picture book I do want to write a middle grade novel and um yeah I've started it so are we
0: we allowed to know what it's about
1: it 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 it, it it takes on um the the genre is magical realism So it's about a parallel between our physical world and being inside the internet. So that's all I'll, I'll give away. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, there, that is in the works.
0: Yeah. few years time for your Netflix.
1: Yeah. Hope that's where we're going. See, got to speak it into existence. Yes. That's our end
0: goal here. That's the end goal. (laughs) That's also what the consultant said to me about, um, Making sure that when you start your business or whatever it is you're doing, you've got
1: your end goal goal in mind. So
0: so we've worked that out. Netflix. We got Netflix. We've got that. We've got that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I kind of talked. I mean, you're you're doing loads at the moment, and I think a lot of parents are in the same position, Mm -hmm. trying to look after their children but also make their way in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And you had a full time job prior to Mm -hmm. coming here. Would you think you'd ever go back into full time employment?
1: I tried. Okay. I tried I, in 2019. So I had been out for about a whole t- 10 years. Um, I got a job working for a local community magazine and it was probably the worst year of our lives. And you would think, you know, oh, you have more income and this and that. It it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And I really, really took stock of how the the benefit of me being based in the home is for the entire family. Um, So I don't think that a full-time nine to five situation is ideal for me anymore. I can't be tied to an office space or a desk for A set period of time I think freelancing flexible gigs working project or consulting work when it works for me is the best way forward
0: yeah yeah yeah. I did a full-time job too for two years two years Mm -hmm. and I remember just being a zombie
1: yeah when I came it was yeah that nothing outside of that job was really happening or getting done um I and but you know what it's made me a lot more grateful for the flexibility that I have because one morning after the job thing um we pulled up to school we're in the car park and thankfully we get there early and we live really co- close but we pull up and all these kids are walking in in costumes Right. My kid is in the back, head to toe, school uniform, polo, collared shirt, khaki short. And kids are coming in and Spider-Man and this and that. So I immediately pick up my phone. I'm hoping he doesn't see. He does. Oh no. I pick up my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh they sent an email. Okay. And I had missed a bullet point there saying that on this particular day, they were going to be in costume. And so I say to him, I'm very sorry. I forgot. Do you want to go home and get a costume? He's like, Yep. <laughs> okay. So I zoomed out of there, went home, put him in his power ranger costume okay. from uh, Halloween that year and got back to school before the lay bell rang, and. After the hustle and bustle, I remember getting in the car thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful. If I had a job right now, OK, I would have had to call whoever I report to and explain I'm late today or, you know, it would have been an issue. But because there was no employment situation in the way, I was free to just do what I needed to do for my kid. And yeah. so, yeah, that that's the priority for me right now.
0: Yeah. It's it is tough. And I think, you know, I'm sure like you, I mean I, I've worked pretty much since I was fifty I had a Saturday job at fifteen years yeah, of age, right? I started early from yeah, early work. Yeah, because but, I, you know, I kind of always wanted to do that. And I've worked up until the point that I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then that year off, I was like, oh, actually, this is <laughs> quite <funny."> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a friend who would say who would say that even during my pregnancy, I basically spent my time because we lived in, I lived on Ream Island, and the apartments that we lived in were quite new. So there wasn't many yeah. people around. So my last month of my maternity was waking up, going down to the pool in August. So can you can imagine how it, much it was. Yeah. In August, swimming, dro- lying on the lounger for 10 minutes and drying off completely, <laughs> coming back. And he said my tan was like the best in <laughs> Best in the Emirates. Exactly. But I suddenly was like... You know, living in, I lived in London, so I mm. never understood why anybody would want to leave London. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's so fast-paced, yeah. sort of, you know, multicultural, yeah. so many things going on. And I came here, and a month, it took me a month. And I was like, okay, sure, I can get used to this. Yeah. And actually, I think that's that's the wonderful thing about Abu Dhabi, because I think if I'd moved from London to Dubai straight away, I think I would have just got used to that pace because the pace Mm -hmm. of Dubai is-
1: It's different. Very different. different.
0: And now if I go to Dubai, I'm like, oh, take Take me back. Yes, yes. (laughs) Not because I don't enjoy it there, but it, you know, the traffic, the- Yeah,
1: I enjoy it in doses. Like I'm happy to live here, drive in when I want it and come back home to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I
0: agree. I agree. I think (laughs) Dubai's got some wonderful places to go, some wonderful um, attractions to see. I actually feel like I'm a tourist when I go there now mm-hmm. because I don't go that often. Mm-hmm. So when I go and go down to JBR, for example, yeah. when we went last, I think it was last year, we went to JBR and I, I felt like I was in a different country. Yeah, It was like a holiday town. So, you know, I I appreciate the slightly slower pace, although I will say that in 10 years, that pace has not slowed down. Mm-hmm. It has got faster here. Yeah, And I think... I'm kind of relaxed so I need to keep up <laughs> need to keep up, with keep up yeah, yeah
1: yeah
0: so um where's your favorite place to go in Abu Dhabi oh
1: my are we talking food or okay. what let's, 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 let's,
0: okay Abu Dhabi review we do three point reviews right so okay. let's pick three different things favorite place to eat
1: favorite place to eat and that's a tough if,
0: question if, being if, journalists because everybody asks us that question yeah
1: and it's difficult oh my gosh well,
0: it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be favorite but a place you like to go to eat
1: a place I like to go at brunch and cake that's always a favorite always top of the list for me you know if a girlfriend says hey you want to go yeah let's go to brunch and cake yeah. you know yeah. so yeah brunch and cake is is a favorite that is nice uh, have you had a, the ice cream? The, well, the, um... I have not had the yeah. Smize. I yeah. have not, not had, had it. Smiles? No, because, okay, that's the other thing. I like a sweet breakfast, right? Okay. So I go there and I have this huge stack of pancakes yeah. with a little fruit, but I have all the succulent stuff on it. And then I'm always like, well, no, I don't need to add ice cream to that. <laughs> but I'm going to have to try yes, the ice the, cream. One of
0: the best things is the little cookie dough in the middle.
1: Okay. It's so good. That's okay, I'm going to take anyway. that recommendation. Okay. But so- I, I have to I have to do this though. Because, yes. But my other, my second favorite yes. is Jones the grocery that's okay. like always a, a standby that, for me. That's an institution
0: yeah. here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. I love Joe.
0: So, which one do you go? Oh, you must have Raha Garden. Okay, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jones was pretty much the only place you went to, right? That was the only standalone 10 years ago. It was the only standalone restaurant. It was,
1: yeah, yeah. Especially out, you know, in cities, in bigger cities, you drive 20 or 30 minutes to get somewhere that's standard. But in Abu Dhabi, Khalifa City is way out there, you know. Al Falah is way, way out there. So yeah, way out there. Jones was the only thing we had. Right,
0: right. But even I've got to say, in the city, instead of because when I first got here, the only restaurants we would we could go to really were in hotels. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Have
1: the standalone. You're right. Yeah,
0: you had Jones the grocer, which was like one of the only places to be open during Ramadan at that time as well.
1: Hotels and malls. Yes, I remember when I got here you had to go to the mall for everything like even like you want to get your water turned on in your flat like you go to the mall to do that
0: so yeah you're right about that
1: standalone stuff wasn't a thing no then.
0: and now I'm just so delighted it's yeah so
1: drive throughs was. wasn't a thing
0: but that's really recent as well yeah yeah really recent have you done Starbucks drive thru I attempted on the
1: way here I attempted and I thought you know school run is over surely the line won't be no I was like am I going to be on time for
0: (laughs) so so sorry about that I didn't get
1: my coffee this morning morning, but yeah I I have taken the tour you know done the little Starbucks drive okay we
0: have done food what about a place to go as a family
1: Hmm, a place to go as a
0: family. You could think it could be beaches, could be, could even be restaurants, could be out in the desert. We
1: love ourselves a good staycation and we never go to the same place. So I can't give you a a specific Mm -hmm. place, but we do love to book in and be tourists, I guess. And And do you do that in
0: Abu Dhabi then? We
1: do it in Abu Dhabi. Well, I'll tell you, our favorite place is Rixos. Okay. Um, on Saudi, and I think they have the best kids club we've ever experienced in a hotel. I, I was...
0: um, Rixos. I don't know what that is. What's that? and um, so somebody who's been on our podcast before, Anissa. I know it could be wrong. So maybe I went for this thing Okay, the Rixos. Okay. Yeah, I went for the Rixos. Okay. I'm pretty sure. i'll 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 talk about this you know probably
1: because i mean it's a separate like it's a they have a water park inside their kids club
0: whole situation yeah i know that Anissa used to do placation there um which is basically obviously getting the kids off the of the electronics but mm-hmm. also making kids come a little bit more interesting not just coloring yeah making it a little bit more fun and I think she actually launched it at Rixos whether they are okay. not there anymore well
1: that makes sense because I mean they put on things like the kids would paint they could sit um on a platform where you had seating and you had all this beautiful scenery around you of course the beautiful Sadiat Beach and they would paint and they hired like a harpist to sit Ooh. alongside I'm like very different than how I grew up, you know. The vacations we had, but yeah, love we love it at Rixos. Okay, love okay. a good staycation.
0: So we've done food, we've done somewhere to go mm-hmm. as a family. What, what about for you, you as Tamara? Is do you have time to go and just be you somewhere? I I do. Well,
1: my hair. Okay, so for many years here, I had to do my own hair. There was just no, I had to do my own hair. And the market has find. well, first we had to go and find where the services for us would be offered, um, beauty and aesthetics. And it's in the city. It's like this little block where you have a lot of um, hair salons and uh, barbers and most of them are African. Mm-hmm. So the Africans know how to cut our hair and manage our hair and all of that. And so I finally was put in touch with a loctician who's here and he's recently opened his own shop. But for the last two years, I've consistently been able to go to a salon and have someone else wash my hair. And that is for me, that is my, <laughs> that is my thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm happy about
0: that. And I know you're saying that as if some people will be like, "Oh my God, well, is that is that it?" But actually, that's it. That that is such a such a a bonus. It
1: is. I mean, i I don't think I've ever been a spa girl. Mm. I I wouldn't mind giving it a try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Massage is over here. Yeah. Yeah. So and I am busy, but yeah. But that's the thing for me being able to go and and have my hair done because it and it. It does take a while every mm-hmm. every time it's done, it's done. So it? Yeah, it's it's to, like a four hour process. Okay. So yeah, to have to be able to just
0: sit and get
1: that done is a nice little luxury.
0: No, you're right because we we do so much for everybody else, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking. Actually, I was talking about this to my friends the other day that I needed to get my roots done because this is not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about the fact that we didn't have time, and and actually, I get to a stage where. I need to maybe get my nails done, get my hair done and everything. And I just keep it all for that one time because Mm -hmm. even though I have this time to myself, I only have an hour and a half. Yeah. So for me to do an hour one day and then another hour another day just doesn't make sense. And that is one thing I love about Abu Dhabi Mm -hmm. is that, and I think in other Emirates too, is that when you go and get your hair done, in majority of salons, you can also get your nails done Mm -hmm. or you can get your threading same, or whatever same. that if is. If I go right? get
1: my nails done, yeah, I can get threading and this. You can have a hammam. You know, would you like <laughs> shoulder massage? Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. And I think there's one salon. I'm just name dropping here, but I think it's Badashing, I think mm-hmm. they have a chair that you just sit on. They just do everything. You just literally sit on this chair. Oh, okay, that's to nice. And, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. Top to bottom. They do everything. So I think there's um, I think there's yeah, we, we are. We are so limited on time. I think mm-hmm. being doing all the things that you're doing, yeah, plus all of your mother, mother stuff, yeah, your school well. run, your, yes. You know, yes. you are you're a wife as well, and I think sometimes it's easy to forget because you know the husbands are working mm-hmm. a lot, and we are really our time is mainly with our kids, mm-hmm. and if it's not with our kids, we are doing everything else, yeah. You know so yes, you you
1: do have to make time you, you do for your spouse yeah you have to you do
0: you do but so that's at, not added on sorry guys you know I mean that's added on but I mean what I'm trying to say is that then your time is so limited and my husband and I have this conversation all the time but about 9 30 10 he's like oh dear, it's time to go to bed I'm like no I've just sat down at 9 30 mm-hmm. I need time to sort of De- decompress yeah, yeah. decompress my day Um, Whether that's scrolling through reels, because frankly, yeah, I'm happy to do that or having the TV on
1: or doing, I was about to say, yeah, or even, even to sit down and focus and watch something. I remember like on evenings and weekends (laughs) when my kids were babies and toddlers, their dad would think these kids are out to sabotage me. They won't let me do anything. You know, to him, it was unreal that as soon as he sat down to watch something on TV one of them needed to be tended to. This was my real life, like every day. So I never expected to watch a TV show or accomplish anything while they were awake. I would live my life at nap time and after bedtime. (laughs) So I understand what you're saying. Once the house goes down, it's like, okay, now I can turn on a little bit. And yeah.
0: It's it's so true. And even if it's an hour or two hours, and I know that means that it's 11 PM going to bed up at quarter to six yeah. or whatever, I know that limits your time to sleep. And many experts would probably tell me that that's,
1: that's not, you no, know, it's the not, healthiest way no, to live your it, life. It's but, so
0: much, and it is true. You yeah. know, you do need sleep for all these things, but you also need to be a person yeah to be a functioning human and you need a bit of time to yourself and I and, and it took I don't know about you but it took me a long time to realize that mm-hmm. um that actually I need to make time whether it's fitness whether it's sitting in front of the tv yeah. whether it's reading a book whether it's going out with my friends yeah you know because everything else is a constant mm-hmm. you know and I think that it's really important as women even if you are the 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 homes if you're a homestay dad I think that's also the same concept yeah because you are you are doing all the things that 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 women are doing too um but I think actually sometimes for men they're 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 just expected to just keep carrying on Mm -hmm. my husband will go cycling for four hours at 6 a.m or whatever
1: I was about to say I think men just like you know, in the workplace, when it comes to like negotiating or asking for things, we know there are statistics that prove that men are naturally better at doing that than women. I think men still, I don't think this is probably going to get us in in trouble, but I don't think, I don't think they they sacrifice themselves as much. I think they are still going to build in, okay, I need that little recreation time and it's going to be there. So yeah, I, I tell this story sometimes and it probably annoys him, but um, the the day that I brought my oldest son home from hospital, my husband called and uh, my mom was with us. So she brought us home. He was out moving around and working and he called and he said, Hey, how are you guys doing? Did you get all settled in? And I said, yeah, you know, we're good. And I am literally sitting on the bed holding this baby I can't even believe like it's really here and he's like yeah so um I wanted to talk to you because I was wondering if uh you'd be okay I know we're parents now so you can totally say no but I was wondering if you'd be okay with me moving my basketball day from Wednesday to Sunday
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm, I, I'm I'm like oh, sure I, oh, okay <laughs> that was like the farthest thing from my mind like when I'm gonna jump back into my recreation I've got a whole human here but he was like no you know we're parents but
0: still ah, you know gotta get that basketball day sorted so- but actually I will say that I feel like my you know my husband he's a big cyclist right and he cycles 4am sometimes in the morning mm-hmm. and then he comes home at 10 and then I'm like right this is what we're doing today, and mm-hmm. you don't you dare fall asleep on the sofa and all these things. Yeah. But he understands that I'm giving him that time to go and do his recreational stuff because mm-hmm. he needs to do that. Right. And then he understands that if he falls asleep on that sofa, <laughs> I'm not going to be I'm happy. happy yeah. got a lot to do, and no one told you to get yeah. at four a.m. But you know, unfortunately, the weather here means the that, trade-off, the yeah, give yeah, and take. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's that that's been really. Powerful for our relationship, having that trade off because we—if we didn't—I think it would be quite difficult. And it's funny because a lot of people say, "Oh my gosh, you let him go cycling, or you get let him go overnight so he can cycle." I'm like, "Yeah," because actually, and uh, I've said this to you before, so just in case you uh, (laughs) you see this husband. I actually quite like it because I get my decompressed time without having to worry that, oh, you know, he's going to bed. So maybe I should go to bed too kind of thing. We're
1: one of those couples that value our time together. We also value our time separately as individuals. So yes. Yes, because we know some couples who like live together, work together, do that, and I'm like, wow, I don't know if <laughs> I could be tethered to you like that all day long, and and we be this successful yeah. as a pair. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get it.
0: No, I agree. Yeah. I. They are. They are important. They are They're to important the process. To us. Yes. Important to us. All right. Well, look, I think time's kind of running out. So um, I wanted to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're (laughs) welcome. And um, if anybody wants to follow Tamara on Instagram, what is your uh, handle?
1: I am I... Oh, I should start that over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's
1: it's I am Tamara Clark. That's
0: it. Oh, and that's the interesting thing here. Oh, Oh, before we go. Oh, I'm smashing my face. Before we Mm -hmm. go. Tamara... It's not actually Tamara. Tamara. Yeah. Tamara it's not actually Tamara. I learned last week that Tamara's name is actually... Tamara. And so if you meet her, it's hi Tamara and not Tamara. Although we all call her Tamara. In yeah. fact, I actually call her T because it, it's just easier. And I, I,
1: I do answer to Tamara because I do understand that's the pronunciation in this region. So, but yes, but before I moved here... I was Tamara.
0: (laughs) Tell tell us again where that's where that comes from, because there's
1: an American actress, Tamara Dobson, and my mother was inspired by her, and so she gave me the name Tamara. That's how.
0: And the rest of the world ruined it. Yeah. Well,
1: (laughs) the UAE was like, no, 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 you are Tamara, and I said, okay, I am Tamara.
0: (laughs) You are, you are Tamara. I am Aisha, and we are, (laughs) we're happy with, with yeah. Anyway. Join us next time uh, for the next ADR chat. But thank you again, Tamara. Thank you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.